Welcome to Choose Courage Daily, a podcast about choosing courage, one step at a time into unfamiliar spaces without the certainty of the outcome, only certain that you will come out the other side even better than you started, stronger than you imagined, full of growth, glowing with possibilities. Courage, where the magic begins. When you step out of your comfort zone, start taking action, doing it afraid every step of the way. We will explore what courage means, how it shows up for us, what makes us run away from courage, and how we truly step into it. From taking the smallest acts to the most giant steps of courage. So whether you're trying a new food, speaking live online, moving to another country, starting your own business, or doing the thing that scares you. Join me and let's go on this journey together where we choose courage daily. Hello, and I am so excited for today's episode. I have the wonderful Marie McGeehee here joining me today. Marie is a communications executive for Fortune 500 company. She is also wife to Frank and mom to Madison and to her fur baby, Sunshine. But what I am most excited about is to talk to Marie about her own journey with courage, because I think that we are going to learn a lot from her story and we'll get some really great nuggets about courage. Marie, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Marie, I have watched your journey and seen and been a part of some chapters of your life and you have really been inspiring to me and I'm sure to so many others. And I'm really excited to talk to you about how you choose courage daily. And I want to start off by asking you, what does courage mean to you? That's a really interesting question that I've been thinking about a lot recently. I think that my definition has really evolved over my lifetime. So I think initially courage was first demonstrated to me by my parents. They moved from Haiti where I was born to the United States when I was not even three years old with not knowing anyone. So it just really, that was a big risk in and of itself. And just watching what they had to go through from like the time that they arrived in the U.S. to becoming U.S. citizen when I was 18. And then as I had my own um, experiences as well, we grew up in an all-white community. We were the only Black family. So it was very, and I was the oldest of, of three girls. So there were, nobody had any context for what I was experiencing. I was a trailblazer in my family. And so having to lead the charge and endure really horrible racism from a young age. And so it was, and, and being able to navigate it and go through it. And then fast forward to adulthood, just the things that we endure every single day, sometimes every hour as Black people (laughs) requires a lot of courage and fortitude. But I think the definition evolved because when I was younger, I thought courage meant like you had to be really strong 
physically and also mentally. But as I've gotten older and, and now, I think courage has also come to mean vulnerability as well. I love that. What a great definition for courage. And I would agree with you, being able to be vulnerable, particularly in your older years, you realize what a source of strength and courage that is really a part of a part of who you are. What a big source of strength and courage that really is. So that leads me to my next question. What would you say is the most courageous thing you have ever done? And now I want you to think like, I think the most recent example that most people wouldn't, or some people wouldn't think is, is courageous is I ran my first half marathon. Big courage, because we'll talk a little bit more about small day-to-day courage, but on a big picture scale, what's the most courageous thing that you think you've done in your life thus far? Gosh, um, this is a tough question because it really depends on where I'm at at the end of last year. And Congrats to you. Thank you. And if you are a lifelong runner, like my husband, Frank, um, maybe that might not be seen as courageous, but for me, having not run for many years and then just taking it up within the last year and then deciding to do that was a big deal. I would say that definitely running a half marathon is definitely a big form of courage. And for so many people might have that goal or may want to try to accomplish something like that. What, what would you say was the motivating factor for you for running that half marathon? It took me a while to get there. I had started running a little over a year before the marathon. And when I started running, and that was after a several year hiatus that I had taken from running. And so the thing that it's so great about running is that it's gradual. So the more consistent that you are, the more you can have higher endurance, longer distances. And so I was doing all of the things, but it was just literally having the courage to believe that I could actually do it. And sometimes when you don't believe in it, surrounding yourself with people who are like, no, you can do it. And so fortunately I have, I live in a great community and I have some friends who are avid runners and based on what they were seeing me do on a weekly basis, they're like, no, you can, you've got it, you can do it. So it was having the courage to believe in myself and then do the actual work that required me to, to be able to, to sustain a half marathon. Because running the actual race, what I've come to learn is running the actual race, that's not really, that's a big deal in of itself. It's like the icing on the cake. The courage is putting in the, on a weekly basis. The discipline, the training um, is grueling. You have to stay really consistent. And, and I was afraid of not being prepared that I was really consistent with the training, doing the long runs every Sunday and all the things that I need to do in between. And I would agree with you. So many times we think it's the final destination, but that's where we're reminded that that's where the most change happens is in the journey. So being able to do those runs and being consistent and being disciplined 
help you get to that end result. I love the phrase that you said, the courage to believe. I write a lot about courage and I love that phrase, the courage to believe. And I don't think many times we realize, and particularly sometimes as women, how much courage it really takes to believe in ourselves. And so many times we may rely on other people to believe in us. And I, I think that's needed, but when it comes to it, that courage to believe in yourself is so key. Tell us just a little bit how you found the courage to believe in yourself and to believe that you could run this half marathon. I think that's why I answered the prior question in the way I did. It, what you asked me, what was the biggest, the, the most courageous thing I've ever done? And the way that I answered the question was, here's the most recent example. Because honestly, I don't think that there's one thing, one big courageous thing. I think there have been a series of courageous things that I've done over the course of my lifetime. And so when I'm faced with moments of like really doubting myself, like in the half marathon example, I draw from prior experiences. So for example, 10 years ago when my daughter was six, I had an opportunity with the company that I was working with, I was working for at the time to go to Hong Kong and, and be the acting um, head of PR for our, our company. And this was without family, it was completely on my own without knowing anyone. So to go on the other side of the world, it takes some courage, right? Or other times when I've you know, spoken up about things or spoken out about things, like there's some courage because there's some risk involved in that either personal risk or professional risk. So whenever I have moments of doubt, I draw on prior experiences in, in running. They say that when you start to panic when you're running, just bring your bring it back to your breath, like breathe in and breathe out. That's like the most basic thing that you can do. Bring breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And I find that when I start to do that in running and in life, that that usually centers everything. I'm a big believer about breathing as well. And breathing is one of the best things that we can do to just get ourselves centered when we're in a moment of fear and we have to tap into some courage. So now I just want to know what are some ways that courage shows up for you in the day-to-day? -day? Small courage is what I call it, where we are going on the day-to-day. -day. It's not necessarily a big event or a big adventure, but the day-to-day -day requires certain small acts of courage. How does that show up for you? I'll go back to what I said towards the beginning as Black people. <laughs> Being a Black person by in and of itself is an act of courage because of what we encounter on a day-to-day, week-to-week, hour-to-hour basis sometimes and, and have the courage to be your true authentic self in spite of barriers, in spite of often people's expectations, limitations, biases, the whole nine yards. And that's not something that comes easily. And it's something that I had to, to learn because if you were talking to me at 30, 40 years ago, I would have maybe not as confident as I am now. So I just think having the courage to just live in your truth and be your authentic self every day. I would definitely agree with that. And I can definitely relate. 
And I think that day-to-day courage that we as Black people or Black women that we have to carry on a daily basis requires a certain kind of courage that I don't think is always able to be described in words, right? It's that kind of courage unless that you've actually lived it. It can be really hard to put into words. And so I know personally, and I can, you know, completely relate to that, that the courage is one that we constantly have to show up for ourselves in a certain way so that we can be our best version of ourselves rather than being the version that the world wants to dictate for us. Absolutely. And honestly, I just, I turned 50 at the end of last year. And I, I think it also comes with age. Like I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm with <laughs> you on that. <laughs> you don't want to put the mask on. So you're just like, if I have to at age 50, be something other than myself, then what are we doing? So I'm with you on that. 50 is knocking on my door and I totally get it. You get to a point in a chapter in your life where you're like, this is it. This is how I'm showing up and no more masks, no more hiding. And that's just it. That's what it's all about, really. Exactly. So was there a time where fear took over courage for you? Absolutely. I had to person a lot of things had to happen in order for for the person that you're talking to now as you know who you're talking with now so yeah there's a lot of fear in the beginning and there's still fear now sometimes I'm like if I'm not afraid of something then I'm not trying hard enough I'm not working hard enough I'm just not you know I'm just sitting there and I've come to see fear or embrace fear as a learning opportunity. Fear is the acronym is for failure. Fear, fearing failure and fail is the first attempt in learning. So if I'm not, what's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? Learn something regardless of what the outcome is. I completely agree with that. When fear shows up, I think so many times people want to run, which I've done in the past, particularly when I was younger, I think as I've gotten older, I embraced fear a lot more. And now I see fear as I have an acronym for it. So anytime I feel fear showing up for me, I always think of fear as forever evolving and rising. And so, right, if I'm, if this fear is here to help me evolve and rise and be my best self, then this is good. And it's allowing me to continue to evolve. And so I welcome it and I've learned to embrace it and I've learned to be able to walk with fear. Yeah, absolutely. Fear is definitely a natural part of the process. We have certain experiences that make us fearful for something similar happening again. And and that's natural. I remember I left a company (laughs) abruptly and, and I was really nervous about what that would do to just my evolution in corporate America and all of that. And that's eventually what led us, led my family to moving to New Jersey as a result of that experience. And there was some fear and trepidation um, when we moved to New Jersey because we didn't know anyone and that whole thing. But we're like, what's the worst that can happen? If it doesn't work out, then 
we'll move on to the next thing. But if we didn't try, then I wouldn't have met amazing people like you and others. So you just never know. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to take that risk and see where it leads you. And just that trust that fear will guide you and land you where you're supposed to be. Kudos to you for moving to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey's a great, New Jersey gets a bad rap. It's a great, it's a great place to live. I know. <laughs> Being a former New Yorker myself, it took a lot to move to New Jersey. And for the longest time, I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm here in New Jersey. But you know what? It's been pretty good. So shout out to New Jersey. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I would love to hear what are some words of courage that you'd love to share based on your experience or anything that you'd like other women to know? We can do it. And also particularly black women, I think that we, there's that whole like um, saying strong black women and we've been groomed to believe that you're supposed to be very like stoic and you can't show emotion and you have to navigate through life in a very bold and brash way and never let them see you. And I think that's actually really toxic and really damaging to, to people both physically because it creates a lot of stress on your body, which then leads to illness. You can create a lot of disease from that. And then mental illness as well. And so I think not being afraid to be vulnerable and showing up as your authentic self to people who are supportive and then also not being fearful of cutting out toxic people where they exist, you know what I mean? And, and even if it means people within your own family, or your circle, we're not meant to be with the same circle from like birth to death. We evolve, we become, we're constantly becoming new people, new versions of ourselves, better versions of ourselves. So our circles will expand or, or contract. So not being afraid of embracing all of that, you know? I love that. And I particularly love that you emphasize the strong black woman motto that so many times we as Black women, we take on and we think that we need to show up in that strong face all the time. But at the end of the day, what it really does is it wears on you. It takes a toll on you. And it's okay for us to be vulnerable. It's okay for us to say, to not carry that load. We don't have to carry that load. And it's time that we take that load off our backs and off our shoulders and that we start showing up for ourselves and in our most authentic way. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Choose Courage Daily. If you want to catch more episodes, make sure to hit the subscribe button and I would love to hear from you. Leave a review and let me know what you think of the episodes. You can also follow along on Instagram at Speaks, or check out the website at www.mojonespeaks.com. Until next time, Choose Courage Daily.